This is Katrin with Disability Rights New York. Welcome to our podcast, Empire State of Rights, where we bring you information on the most relevant topics regarding disability rights and advocacy. Welcome back from our brief break as we start our seventh season. Today, we welcome DRNY's Executive Director, Tim Kloon, to discuss DRNY's goals for the upcoming year. Tim, how are you? I'm great. Hi, Katrin. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. It seems like we just talked just minutes ago. I, time is flying, so I, I don't I don't know what to make of it. You know, I feel like I was just here. <laughs> Me as well. And so let's start off with giving our descriptions or self-descriptions for our audience. Um, I am a white woman in my early 50s. I have brown wavy hair. I have a red uh, shirt on today. And... And I have light eyes. So I am a white male in my early 60s. I have silver hair with glasses and brown eyes. And I have a green Henley button-down shirt. Thank you so much for that. So it's a new year. I cannot believe that it is 2024. Uh, we have so much to look forward to. I feel like we do every year. We start off January. And I think of all the things that we think we know about that are going to happen and then so much more ends up happening. So um, let's talk about some of the news to be out on the lookout for uh, from DRNY. We have a lot of work that we do here at DRNY. So Tim, let's talk about the upcoming year. Sure. Well, first I wanna congratulate you um, and Grace, Grace Combs um, for putting this together. And here we are in our seventh season. Um, I remember the first season when you had to drag me in here, you know, kicking and screaming. But I think, you know, at at the end of the day, uh, your vision for all of this was really, really um, spot on. So thank you for that. Um, so, yes, this coming year, we have many things that we are going to be dealing with. Um, always comes back to access for us, Katrin. Um, and, and this year will be no different. And you know our focus will be will be on you know two rather large cases one is against the city of troy and the other is um against a facility in the bronx and it's it's about sidewalk access and it is whether the sidewalks are blocked by vehicles or um they are blocked by physical structural problems so in the city of Troy, the sidewalks were so dangerous that our clients had to, to negotiate and navigate around them, um, sometimes having to go into the street to, to go from one block to the next because the sidewalk was so broken up that they couldn't use their wheelchairs or their assistive walking devices to travel from point A to point B. Um, our clients were also injured while they were trying to ambulate from one point to the other. This case is going to be argued in the Second Circuit Court of Appeals. So I am hopeful that it will, you know, like last year, we had a reversal in, in the Second Circuit, that we continue that streak there because it's the right decision. Um, sidewalk access is critical to our clients who use wheelchairs, um, and also, you know, any kind of mo other mobility uh, device. Also, 
any parent that may be pushing a stroller will benefit from this as well, as well as anybody who is coming from a, a grocery store and pulling a cart, bringing their groceries home. Access is for everyone. It really is. And uh, to have this case um, really looking at at sidewalks, there are times where I've been with people where they see someone who is using a wheelchair or a, mo a mobility device in the street. And there's this idea that it's their choice to go into the street when really there's there's no other place for for that person to use or to get to where they need to go to because the sidewalks are in such terrible shape. So, and it's so dangerous to be in the road um, for everyone. So, uh, and looking forward to uh, seeing what happens with this case. Um, and is there another one that we're talking about uh, that we started talking about uh, when it comes to sidewalks? So in, in, in the Bronx around a, a healthcare facility, the, the municipality NYPD was allowing ambulances, police cars, other cars to park on the sidewalk, effectively blocking any type of egress from one part or access from one part of the, the street to the other. And this had the, had the the effect of preventing our clients from getting to necessary medical appointments. So that case is pending. Um, it is not in the appellate court yet. But the sidewalk case in Troy that is going to the Second Circuit will certainly have impact on that case, as well as cases around the country. So it is an important thing to watch. So that is that's one area that we are we are working under. And we will drop the uh, press releases uh, in the notes of the podcast on those two cases so people can take a look and and see the work on that, uh, because it really is extraordinary work. Um, so thank you for talking about those, Tim. Absolutely. So another area that we, we have spent a considerable amount of time because it is a considerable issue that we want to address. Um, New York State has one of the most archaic guardianship statutes in the world. And what guardianship does is upon a finding by a court that someone is incapable of handling their affairs, someone else is appointed to make the decisions for them. So for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, um, Article 17A of the Circuit Court Procedures Act governs this. In essence, the way the law currently exists and applied, and I won't go into, into all of the, the, the nitty gritty details here, but upon the filing of, of a document that says um, an individual is incapable of caring for themselves, they can have all of their rights taken away from them and you know vested with someone else. What we've been doing over the years is in a combination of being contacted by clients as well as some of the courts requesting our assistance to represent individuals who are seeking to get out of guardianships. Um, over the years, we have handled dozens of these and our success rate is 100%. So that tells us a few things. One, that our staff that are handling these cases are fantastic lawyers, but it also highlights that those people should never have been under guardianship in the first place. Um, there may have been a time where there was nothing else available, but we know better. And as we move forward as a society, as we learn, we need to do better. And this is one area that 
um, we are committed to and that we will continue to address both um, in individual cases on a systemic level and also, you know, in the electoral process. That's really incredible, Tim. Thank you so much for letting us know about that. And we'll put some resources uh, in the notes on that as well, if people want to read more about it. Um, what else can we look forward to hearing about in 2024? So as everyone knows, 2024 is, is an election year. Every year is an election year, but this is an election year that covers many, many offices, including the, the president. Um, what we have said in the past, is if you if you can't get in, you can't vote. Um, it is a a pretty straightforward, simple message that is it's it is impossible to misinterpret. But as every year we go through the process prior to elections of poll site surveys to ensure that people who need access can get in and we continually find that polling sites are not accessible to our clients. And this and last year, we worked with the Brennan Center and issued a report that that identified many inaccessible polling places. But what was disturbing about it is that they were very, very easy fixes to those. So it will be our one of our um, priorities this year to ensure that polling places are accessible so that our clients can get in and they can vote. It's really amazing having uh, gone on a couple of poll site surveys uh, since I've been here. Um, the way that our teams go in and, and really go off the list of things that really are, as you said, uh, some easy fixes. Um, however, these are things that are keeping people from voting. If you can't get in, you can't vote. And it's just, um, it's so important that we see this report and uh, and the, the poll site surveys that we do. So I'm excited to uh, see what the PAVA team does this year, um, not just the poll site surveys, but all the information that they put out every year for voting and uh, accessibility and um, when all of the dates are to register if you need to. Um, and we will drop the um, those resources in the notes as well. Um, there's there are so many different resources that we have when it comes to voting. Uh, that's that's something that I find really exceptional as well, um, Tim. The the way that we really look at um, voting and its importance. Um, especially being able to get in, right? If, if they can't get in, then everything else is, um, if, you have, if you've already registered, if you know um, where your poll site is, all of those things, but if you can't get in, then none of those things matter. Um, and so let's, let's talk about some projects now. Um, what else can we look forward to from DRNY in 2024? So last year, you know, we, we spoke about how we have upgraded our website, how we've added the Recite Me tool that can provide language access to people um, on the spot. I mean, it is on demand for our website, which is just a phenomenal um, piece of technology that I don't know that we would have seen it without all the advocates pushing for this. And I think what, what I would like to see 
a big push towards is 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 a similar utilization of ASL on websites to provide on-demand um, translation and interpretation. Um, that is something that you know you and I have had discussions with with a with a theater group in New York City about trying to make this happen. But I think as we're moving forward, technology is is just advancing by leaps and bounds. And I think that we can, you know, I look forward to working with, you know, our friend John Robinson and at our ability um, and his context, but to how, you know, we can explore this more and how AI can actually be used to provide more access to our clients. It's amazing when I think about even five years ago, what was available versus what is available now. And maybe there is a time where I would have thought, oh, wow, I don't know that that I would be able to see ASL in AI. And really, it is it is such a possibility. And um, and I'm excited that DRNY is uh, really looking at these things in such a critical way to make sure that not only uh, to find them if they're available, but to be a part of the process if we can be. Well, I'm hoping, Katrin, you and I are going to have some interesting meetings during this year. And, you know, at the end of next year, um, when we do this podcast again for looking back on 2024, I hope that we can we can talk about advancements that have occurred, you know, in this area. I hope so, too. And I'm looking forward to it. Of course, I'm not looking forward to the year going by that quickly. Um, however, you and I will be sitting here uh, in 11 months saying, I can't believe that another year has gone by. Um, but I do look forward to it. I look forward to all of uh the new things that we'll see from DRNY in 2024. Tim, thank you so much for your time today. I love kicking off the year with you and uh, and really finding out what's going on. Absolutely, Katrin. I really appreciate um, being here with you. So you have a great day. You too. Empire State of Rights has been brought to you by Disability Rights New York, your source for disability rights and advocacy. If you enjoyed our program, make sure to subscribe, like, and share this post. The video for this episode is available on our YouTube channel with closed captioning and ASL interpretation. If there is a subject you would like us to discuss, please email podcast at drny.org or comment below. For more Empire State of Rights, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube.